listening to Taz you're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9 a.m. you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we are here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Tabitha Zachariah and today we have Daniel Mateo in the studio with us. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you so much, Tabitha. It's great to be back. Welcome back. I believe this is your second episode and your second live uh, program as well. Yeah, no, lovely to be here. Yeah, uh, I had a lot of time, uh, fun last time, so looking forward to a nice time today. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Um, Daniel, um, you know, we're getting... You're, you're still new <laughs> to our life. Um, I'm speaking from a listener perspective, and uh, we're getting to know you slowly. Um, is there anything that, a- anything interesting that happened in your life recently that you'd like to share with us? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, well, I just got we just got our dog back. Um, so there's something interesting. I'm a, I'm a dog owner, so we have a, uh, a bull Arab cross uh, named Chili. Uh, she had to go and and, uh, and live with her her uh, nanny and Poppy. My my mother and father-in-law while, um, while we were getting a little home built and we've just got her back. So that's been a little bit of an adventure, um, having her digging up the yard again and, you know, leaving hair everywhere and, uh, you know, making the place smell. So that's, uh, that's great. She's very, she's very big and uh, she, came back, uh, she came back quite a bit bigger uh, than when we sent her up there. You know, I think it's the, it's the same with all grandparents that, um, that they like to give their grand, grandkids treats. And so my in-laws... Uh, uh, yeah, really, uh, really fed my dog well. So yeah, we've got a little bit of exercise to do with her as well. <laughs> uh. So there's your task. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I believe those little incon—I I shouldn't say inconveniences—but you know those things you've mentioned, like making this place smell and uh, leaving mm. hair everywhere. That's what makes the difference. You know, it's the same like kids. You know, when they're keeping the house messy and being noisy, that's that's what is interesting. Uh, because like when they go away, you feel that difference and you just feel that gap. Mm. Um, and just to remind our listeners, uh, thank you, Daniel, for sharing that. And um, yeah, I'm glad you got your dog back <laughs> and I hope you're enjoying spending time with your dog. Mm. And just to remind our listeners, um, our show number is 048 um, Feel free to text us any questions that you may have, any comments, any feedback, and I will be able to respond all that and um, also you can um, catch up on the previous episodes like uh, last week um, Daniel talked about understanding the Bible um, and yeah you can catch up on that on the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website which is faithfm.com.au um, so Daniel I believe yeah as we said this is your second um, episode um, did you want to share a bit of what you talked about last time in your first episode Oh yeah sure so uh, yeah we had a good time just just discussing you know how how we can really relate to the Bible you know I mean it's uh, it's an ancient book sometimes it has some some strange and difficult things to say sometimes it has some things that sound very um, foreign uh, to our 21st century ears and so yeah just just informing our listeners on a, on a few little tools that we can use to to not just understand the message of the Bible but also to I guess apply it today so that was what we talked about mm. 
Yeah, very interesting um, piece of information. If you missed out, just head on to the website or the Faith FM app and you can be able to catch up. Um, so what do you have for us today? Oh, well, uh, well, today, Tabitha, I'd, well, we talked about how last time. To, this, today, I'd like to talk about, you know, why. why. Why should we study the Bible? Why should we seek to understand it? You know, um, just, uh, just a few reasons that are important for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is all of the reasons why we should understand the Bible by no means or that... Um, uh, or you know, or that uh, that all of my reasons will be necessarily valid for everybody, but at least this is the reason, the reasons why I uh, choose to relate to the Bible and, and hold it up as, as something that I, I seek to understand and and apply to my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So um, maybe if you'd like to start, we can just sort of ask God to be with us as we have this discussion. Would that be okay? Yeah, that's fine. Do you want me to pray? Oh, I can do that. Yeah, oh, okay. if you'd like. Yeah. Um, yeah, dear Lord, we just uh, thank you that we can be together. I'm studying this subject, and uh, we just ask that you'll be with us in a special way. Give us understanding, uh, give us help, and uh, yeah, thank you for all our listeners that are with us today. I pray this special blessing on them as well. Amen. Amen. Oh. Mm. Yeah, lovely. So, uh, why, uh, why uh, should we come to the Bible? I remember when I was just starting to get involved with. Studying and reading and understanding scripture, and especially especially as a, a part of a community, I kind of got involved with a little Bible study group, and uh, I was getting towards the end of my time in the military, mm-hmm. and uh, my platoon commander was very confused with my behaviour. Not just that I was getting interested in in Christianity, but also uh, that um, I guess my uh, what I was doing was changing. You know, I was less involved with. Um, you know, things like drinking alcohol and, and other things that I was sort of fairly involved in prior to that. And uh, so he was asking me a lot of questions. And he said, what, what is this? What is it that you're doing? What's going on? And I sort of said something really, I guess, I thought it was the right thing to say, but, you know, the look on his face uh, told me that it was the wrong thing to say. You see, I'd been reading all about how uh, how Jesus, you know, the Bible says that Jesus is like a lamb and um, and how he, you know, died on the cross for our sins and everything. And, uh, and there's a, a lot of visual uh, symbols and things like that in the Gospels. And, uh, and I said to him, I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And what I meant is that Jesus has forgiven my sins. And I thought he'd understood what I was saying. But he stared at me like, well, what? You've, you've been what? You know, he thought I'd really undergone some sort of ritual sacrifice where people would put blood on me or something. And mm. um, he got really, you know, he was very confused about what was going on. Mm. And he's just asking questions like, why would anyone even care about what you're doing right now? You know, why, why is it that you do that? So that's really what the question I want to answer and what I want to talk about because it's, yeah, it can be strange, right? Yeah, yeah. it can be. I don't talk much about that because I was born in a Christian home and all my life, like I've known about the Bible, about God, about Jesus. That's all we um, were taught in um, Sabbath school. So I just try to picture, like, to imagine putting myself in someone's shoes, someone who was never introduced to this kind of um, principles or this kind of life. It will, it can be very strange for them, really, and uh, it's it's a good thing to know when we are um, trying to spread the gospel, just to understand that it would be very strange for other people. Mm. Yeah, I know. I mean, just that question, why? I mean, if you're living your life and you're making your way through life and you're doing the things that you need to do, why is it that, that, that one should even worry about these things? Why should we think about them? So, mm. yeah, I'd like to, yeah, question, I guess, ask some of those questions and give uh, some of the answers that uh, that are important for me anyhow. Because I guess there is a, a big idea in our society today 
that that the Bible really is outdated. You know that it's um, it's a waste of time. Uh, that uh, you know, it's got nothing meaningful to say to us today, or even that it's that it's bigoted. That the the things that it have to, has to say aren't uh, are the opposite of positive. That they're actually negative for society and and for us personally. And you know, that's something that I guess we have to think about as people of faith. So, I guess my my first big reason. So I guess number one, mm-hmm. number one big reason why um, why people should understand and engage with scripture, is is seriously just its influence. You know, and this is whether you want to be a person of faith or not. I mean, if you want to follow God, if you want to um, be a part of his kingdom, you know, that's wonderful. But even if you don't, I think it's a good idea to have as much knowledge about the world around us as possible Mm -hmm. because um, that um, makes us more able to to relate to the world, to understand it. It gives us more power um, in the sense of um, understanding why things happen or certain people are the way they are. And there's no doubt whatsoever, you just can't get away from the fact that the Bible has influenced massively, um, particularly the Western world, but all over the world, you know, the, the development of culture, the development of civilization. It's been a really, really key um, piece of literature for, uh, for so much. Um, it's influenced more people than, uh, than, I guess, any other book in history. Um, even today, you know, I mean, Christianity is the largest world religion with... Um, um, what is it? Nearly, uh, it's like two and a half billion people. It's like thirty percent of the world's population. Yeah, two point four billion. I'm pretty sure, uh, billion people that are Christians, and that's not even mentioning Jews, who uh, who you know they um, hold uh, hold to the to the Old Testament of the Bible, and uh, or what we as Christians would call the Old Testament, and obviously. Uh, uh, you know, everybody that's been influenced in that way. So it's got a massive impact. In fact, there's there's a great little scripture where Jesus makes a prediction about uh, this situation in Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 to 32. You wouldn't be able to, to read it for us, would you? Yes, I can. Um, the title is The Parables of the Mustard Seed and the Yeast. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Beautiful. And so Jesus there says, you know, very clearly, he says that, you know, my words, my my kingdom, you know, it's like a tiny little seed. Now, I've actually never seen a mustard tree in real life, but, you know, I've seen a mustard seed because I love to buy, uh, you know, that whole grain mustard mm-hmm. and those tiny little seeds and they grow up into a, you know, into a, into a mustard plant. Just like that, you know, Christianity, This um, the message that began with this little carpenter from Nazareth that uh, never walked more than 200 miles from home, never got any degrees, or never had any wealth, but uh, but he taught only for three and a half years. And then 2,000 years later, we're still meditating on his story and on his words. That this is influence time. You know, we measure time by his, by his, uh, by his birth, you know. And so, uh, you know, it's an important part of culture. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um I think as we move along, it, it will be important if we think about why we actually read the Bible. You know, you don't have to text in, you can, but you feel free to text us why you read the Bible or um, actually think about that. Our first song is Back to the Bible by Sweet Deliverance. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the truth. Oh, let's get back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Oh, 
let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to the truth. Oh, if we walk in light as he is in the light and do our best from day to day, he will be faithful to forgive our sins and blessings will all flow our way. He has promised a crown of glory and on that promise I'll say. As he is in the light, he will forgive this wretched man. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the truth. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tanzi Encounters on Faith FM, and um, that was Back to the Bible by Sweet Deliverance. And uh, you're listening we, um, to Daniel Mateo presenting his um, topic on why understand the Bible. And uh, Daniel, in the previous section, he said that uh, one of the reasons he likes to study the Bible is because it's influential. Um, so many people have been converted to Christianity because of the Bible. And uh, he said he gave a figure of about 2.5 million um, Christians existing in the world. And um, that's a good number. And I believe it's going, it's growing. 
Oh, billion, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 2.8 billion Christians in the world, yeah. Yes, yes. 30% of the world's population, yeah. yeah. Oh. Million, no. <laughs> it's not a big number compared to uh, oh. the world population. Um, also, to remind our listeners, we have a free book offer. Uh, it's, the bo- it's a book called Your Bible and You, and that is by Arthur Maxwell. We'll give you more information about that later on. Um, so what do you have for us in this section, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was great. And, and I think that, um, that, you know, what we talked about in the last section was uh, was important. Um, and it's important whether you're, you're somebody of faith or not to, to understand the influence that uh, something like uh, such an important religious text has on, on culture and on society. So that's important. But there's something objective uh, that is good a good reason to understand the Bible, and that is that it's it's prophetically verified. I just if you've got Isaiah 46 verse 10 would you be able to read that one for me please Tabitha Sure um and this is from NIV version um I make known the end from the beginning from ancient times what is still to come I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please Yeah yeah so God is speaking there and he says that he actually says that he's going to reveal um events that will take place uh, prior to them happening and um and I know that uh, some of our other um Tazi encounter um Presenters have uh, have spoken a lot about uh, about Bible prophecy, um, and but that is a as a great way. It's an objective way because after all, God makes a claim at uh, at being able to know the end from the beginning of being omniscient, and also of wanting to communicate with His people. And so, if God says in His Word that uh, you know something's going to happen, and then we can look back in history and see that it happened just the way that uh, that the prophet predicted that it would that it would take place, then that's objective evidence to us. Hey, there really is something going on here. You know that this book is. Um, if nothing else, you know, mm. it's trustworthy uh, in what it says about what's going to take place in the future because it's been shown to be to be accurate in the past. So, yeah, I mean, two, two examples that immediately string to mind is, uh, I guess, Jesus' prediction of the destruction of, uh, of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that... Uh, that uh, Mark, at least, uh, Matthew and, um, and, and Luke uh, sort of penned their, their books... Well, we're not sure exactly what year, but um, a lot of scholars think uh, after the, the the city was destroyed. But but in Mark chapter thirteen, Mark we know was written before before Jerusalem was destroyed in seventy A.D. And there seems to be a pretty clear indication that uh, that that Jerusalem is going to be destroyed, and that that took place um, by the Romans um, just a few years later. Mm. So there's a clear, you know, very clear uh, prophetic uh, prediction. Um, that uh, that came, clu- came came true in history. Another one I can think of is in, in Daniel chapter two. You know, Daniel, as he's interpreting a dream for the king, mm-hmm. uh, predicts the rise and fall of fall of all of these all of these nations. Um, that uh, you know, this this nation's going to come, and then this nation's going to come, and then this nation's going to come. Uh, that's going to rule over the I guess the Mediterranean area, mm. and um, and finally these these this kingdom's going to be split up into a bunch of little kingdoms. And that's going to continue um, until uh, God sets up his kingdom. And we can look back in history and see that that's the case today, even today around the Mediterranean area, um, that, uh, that there's no unity of, uh, of empire or political, uh, political unity there. So, so there's, you know, that's something objective. We can look back and see that this is a trustworthy uh, book to, to understand and know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah. We we like uh, proof. We ha- we like reasons why we need to do something, and uh, sometimes we ask for proof. <laughs> Can you provide some evidence? So it's it's um it's uh, consoling. I can say to know that um, there's evidence. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like the, the words that you just used then, Tabitha. They're, they're beautiful words. Um, you, use, you, said, you talked about proof and then you talked about evidence. And I think it's important for us to think about those two things because a lot of people say to me, hey, look, there's no reason to study the Bible because there's no proof that there's, there's really a God. And I would say, yes, absolutely, there's no proof because proof is, proof is something that's, that's, uh, that's hard. You know, it's really, it's beyond shadow of a doubt. For example, um, you know, mathematically, I might be able to prove that one plus one equals two, but there's very little in life that's like that, actually, um, a, a lot less than we would think. Um, most of the time, we build our beliefs based on preponderance of evidence, not on proof. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, have you got, uh, obviously, you've got a relationship with your family, with your, with your parents, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, do you believe that they love you? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't prove it, right? No, I can't prove it, but there's evidence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, because you can't see inside their head, you know, they could be lying. But uh, mm. over the course of a lifetime of, you know, care and, and somebody being present in your life and saying, um, talking about their love for you, you develop a strong body of evidence that this, is, this person really loves you. But you have no proof. Mm. There's, there's actually very little in life that we can prove. I can't prove that a plane really flies before I step onto it. I can't prove that, uh, that you know, a restaurateur hasn't uh, interfered or tampered with my food in some way before I eat it. Mm. But uh, I've got strong evidence based on, you know, I guess... Uh, you know what I see around me that uh, that it's safe and so I do those things by the way every now and again I'm wrong but uh, but that's the sort of thing that we have as a relationship with God he gives us evidence he never ever gives us proof that would remove um, the need for faith yeah Mm. yeah Yeah. I I guess so the next big reason that um, that I I guess like to engage with the Bible I believe that it's important um, to uh, to engage with the Bible is that it is archaeologically verified now there are um, a lot of people in scholarship, I guess, who um, who would who would agree and disagree with with different narratives in the Bible. But I've found now I'm not that old, but um, but I I do like to read not just uh, history and archaeology, but also also the way that um, understandings of history and archaeology have have changed. And I think that uh, that it's often true that if if, if a scholar says, hey, look, you can't trust the Bible because we've found this, then all you have to do is wait a little bit. You just hang fire and you'll find that down the track there's a little bit more of discovery and then they find out that, that what the Bible said was true all along. That's often the case. Um, I was uh, traveling through um, like Israel and Jordan a few years ago in 2018 and I was privileged to, uh, to come uh, to uh, uh, to Jericho and uh, have a look at the site there. There's an archaeological dig. And there's just a really important verse in the Bible. Would you be able to read it for me? It's in Joshua 6, verse 20. Sure. And that's still from NIV version. Yep. Yep. Um, when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. Beautiful. So there's a... There is a, a record of history there that says that uh, that the walls of Jericho fell down before Joshua and his army went and, and took that city. And, and for a long time, people said, well, walls don't just fall down. So obviously this is, you know, this is, this, the Bible isn't true when it says this. So Joshua must have knocked these walls down with siege warfare. Mm. Well, then they found the site at Jericho and they began to, uh, uh, they began to, um, uh, to study and to dig and to look at what was going on there. Uh, by the way, um, this idea of 
um, Joshua must have knocked down the walls with siege warfare. That entered into, you know, common thought. You know, it was, did, they didn't really fall down. Joshua knocked them down. Well, when they found the collapsed walls, and I was there at the site, I was looking at the level there, and you can see the, the level where Joshua was and the year that he was there, there's, there's ash to indicate that there was warfare. And uh, there's the remains of the wall. They're, they're crumbled and broken down. And uh, and the, I asked uh, our guide that was there that was also quite informed about archaeology, and, and he said, well, look, <clears throat> here's the walls, but you can't believe what the Bible says about Joshua mm-hmm. uh, because the Bible says that Joshua knocked the walls down with siege warfare. But seismologists have taken soundings, and it seems that there was an earthquake at the time, and that's what knocked the walls down. Uh, they were they, they collapsed. They, they weren't knocked down by siege warfare, so the Bible's wrong. And I, I thought for a second, I thought, but no, 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 but that's not what the Bible says. Mm. The Bible says the walls fell down. It doesn't mention an earthquake, but it's not to say that that couldn't happen mm. and that God couldn't have used that. Um, but, um, yeah, and anyway, it's funny how, uh, you know, I guess error is built on error. Uh, but, but overwhelmingly, you know, archaeological, archaeological study, you know, verifies the Bible. You know, we've got cases, for example, of the Sennacherib um, prison, Mm-hmm. That tells the story of the siege, uh, Hezekiah's siege there in Jerusalem, where where uh, Sennacherib besieged the city and uh, and had to go away in shame because God delivered them. That that that, that story is recorded. Um, I love one of the the great places that I love to visit was uh, was the house in Cana where Jesus changed the water into wine. And uh, beneath the, the 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 cathedral there, there's an archaeological dig where we find these big stone water jars that are mentioned in the story. All happened just the way that uh, that the Bible says that it did. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is um, very interesting um, pieces of evidence that you've shared with us. Um, I always want to visit Israel, and I believe I'll be able to do that at some point because yeah, I want to be able to see all that um, all the pieces of evidence that I showed that Jesus um, actually lived there and um yeah all that is mentioned in the bible um our next song is um river of truth and uh, that is by sound doctrine and um yeah i hope you enjoy this song took in my first drink and I knew I would never be the same for my sickness I had found a cure and one thing I knew for sure it was as pure as the source from which it came from the river I drank for many years and I wondered how it journeyed here and earnestly set out to know its route. I found that from the mouth of the river down Upon its banks and all around There was life along this river of truth From the 
prophets to the ready scribe, the steady flow of truth grew wide. Blessings from the river mounted high. But in time its banks they would neglect, its pure precepts they'd reject. Soon they found the river had run dry. But what they like the prophets had proclaimed, the source of the river came and lived his life among them from his youth. The living truth they soon denied Nailed him to a cross and pierced his side But it opened wide a new river Come and drink from the fountain Flowing down from heaven's mountain Pure and free When you come to the river It is sure to deliver all you Springing up from the pages Fresh and new After what it cost to get it here The trail of blood and the bitter tears God, I thank you for this river of truth Water sweet to a bitter cup, the enemy dammed the river up. For many years darkness filled the skies. But a faithful few would chip away, hoping for a brighter day, hearing mournful echoes of the martyr's cry. But with William Tyndale's dying breath, before he closed his eyes in death, he prayed, Lord, open the King of England's eyes. The day he prayed for soon would come, when the King's commission work was done, the dam bursting forth with eternal words of life. Come and drink from the fountain, flowing down from heaven's mountain, Come to the river, it is sure to deliver all you need. Streaming down through the ages, springing up from the pages, fresh and new. After what it cost to get it here, Trail of blood and the bitter tears, God, I thank you for this river of truth. After what it cost to get it here, the trail of blood and the bitter tears, let's be faithful to this river of truth.
that's um, River of Truth by uh, Sound Doctrine. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo. And um, Daniel is uh, presenting a series, Drawing from the World. And today, Daniel is talking about why understand the Bible. Like, it's a question, why understand the Bible? And um, in the previous section, Daniel gave some more reasons why um, we need to study and actually understand the Bible. And um he talked about some of the evidence that exists to show the Bible is to be trusted because of this archaeological evidence. You know, there's some things that are mentioned in the Bible that have actually been discovered. And um, that is more reason why we need to study the Bible. So, Daniel, what do you have for us in this section? Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, Tabitha. Yeah, well, um, as I said, I'm, I'm talking about reasons, uh, you know, why I like to engage with and um, and, and study Scripture. But... Um, they're by no means. This is by no means a, a an exhaustive list of why one would. And this this next one might be interpreted as being a little subjective. What I mean is, um, not everyone might have the same experience as me. But the least I said, this is my my list. And uh, and the next um, reason is that it's experientially beneficial. That it actually, I believe that um, that faith uh, and uh, the life of faith and walking, understanding, studying, um, being immersed in 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 the Bible in Scripture is actually beneficial for one's heart, for one's life, for one's mind, and uh, and for one's lived experience. So that uh, just uh, would you be able to read from me from um, John chapter 14, verse 27? Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And today all the scriptures are from NIV version. Um, it reads, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Yeah, beautiful. So this is a, this is an injunction by Jesus and he says, I'm giving you peace. In fact, in another place in Matthew, he says, if you come to me, all you who are weary and have heavy burdens, I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, elsewhere he says, you know, you don't have to worry, you don't have to be anxious you know, I'm with you. I, one of my favorite Bible verses in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, where it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold Hold you with, you with my, my righteous right, right hand. hand. You know it. That's beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, it's so true, you know. Um, and the, the promise and the knowledge that God is with us. You know, we, for the most part as human beings, our experiences of being very alone, you know, um, alone, make our, our way through life, have to sort of handle things on our own. That's why I guess we, we seek to um, have other individuals around us, you know, marriageable partners or uh, or family or whatever. Uh, we seek community because uh, because we can't take the loneliness and the, and the heaviness of life as it bears down on us uh, as we try and put one foot in front of each other, uh, one foot in front of the other to make our way through what is actually uh, you know, a pretty difficult going a lot of the time this life, whether we're in a more privileged country or, or a poorer country or we have, um, you know, better circumstances. Everybody has the common experience of pain and difficulty and suffering. And for the most part, you know, we struggle to find people to share those experiences with. So the knowledge that that God is with us, that he wants to give us peace, that we can entrust uh, our problems and our hurts and our fears into an infinite one. Not just somebody that understands, although he does understand, but someone that's really able to take care of us and get us through. You know, that's a tremendous benefit to us psychologically, spiritually, and, and everything. Yeah. Mm. Mm. My favorite scripture passage used to be First um, Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Okay, it still is in a way, <laughs> but I have other favorites um, verses from the Bible. And it says, um, do not... 
or leave all your worries with him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. It's just always con- it's good to know that someone else cares for you, especially someone who's more powerful and in control. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And uh, another translation of the same verse says, "Cast all your anxieties upon him." Mm. Isn't that beautiful that we can actually cast our anxieties? You know that that uh, we've got a God that actually wants to take our anxiety, wants to take our burdens, wants to take our pain. And sometimes I go through that process mentally while I'm praying. You know, I sort of say, "Lord, I'm carrying all of this around with me. I don't know what to do." I'm just asking that you just take it off my shoulders. And um, and it's wonderful to know that someone stronger, smarter, wiser, and more capable is in charge and that he promises to help me uh, get through whatever's in front of me. So, yeah, experientially, experientially beneficial uh, would be my next reason, which is a good idea to engage with Scripture. Um, and another one, which is a pretty major one uh, in, in the Scripture, is that the Scripture testifies to to Jesus. And uh, would you like to read for me John chapter 5, verse 39, please? Sure. Um, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Beautiful. I, um, you know, when uh, after the Jesus resurrection, he uh, ran into a couple of his disciples on the road to Emmaus. And uh, and, and we find this at, at the end of the book of Luke. And, and he opened up, the Bible says that he opened up all of the scriptures uh, concerning himself. He said, beginning at Moses and then going through the prophets and the Psalms, he, he spoke of all the scriptures that were concerning himself. Um, the New Testament Jesus uh, is very much presented as a fulfillment of all of the promises of the Old Testament. And so I often imagine uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament, you know, the Old Testament pointing forward to Jesus and the New Testament pointing back at him. These two witnesses are lifting up his name and securing it firmly in history, uh, just as surely as the nails held his hands to the cross. You know um, that this is uh, this is an that he is the center of of the book. And always, when I'm studying scripture, I always ask, "What does this tell me about Jesus? How does this help me to understand my beautiful Savior, who so longs to walk with me and hold my hand through this life?" You know, and uh, and pointing forward to uh, to his coming, telling us different aspects of his personality, his uh, his grief at sin, his longing to step in and, and forgive us, his longing to change our hearts and lives, um, to help us with our pain and sorrow, to take us by the hand and to lead us through. You know that this uh, this script, these scriptures, this book testifies of Jesus Christ. It's the most important thing in the whole world, as far as I understand it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Jesus is the center of our lives, and um, he well, he is the big sacrifice. He's the reason why we exist in the first place because we were going to perish. Like, um, yeah, but Jesus gave um, was willing to actually be a sacrifice so that we have this, we have another chance at life, and that is just so amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's beautiful, you know, and and that's right, and I, I believe that the. I mean, this the, the gospel is the center of the scripture. When you really understand um, the gospel, you know, this idea that uh, that Jesus wants to take unto himself all of our hurts and pains and wrongs and sins, and, um, and he takes that unto himself at the cross, and in exchange he wants to give us his life and his righteousness and his peace. You know, this, uh, let's say, divine transaction uh, where we receive the blessings of the kingdom of God in exchange for our pain and sorrow and hurt. You know, it's something that doesn't make sense to human beings. And mm. that's the reason why so many Christians really struggle to comprehend the gospel. And, and I guess a lot of the problems out there that we see in the church or, you know, in the in the church's engagement with the community, it's because they really don't understand the love at the center of this book and um, and the divine eternal love that, that God calls to each one of us. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Indeed, yeah, very interesting information. Thank you, Daniel. Um, so a book offer is um a free offer is this book called Your Bible and You, and this is by Arthur S. Maxwell. Um, do you think the Bible is boring? Do you find the Bible incomprehensible, incomprehensible, outdated, or not on your life? If you ever thought the Bible was dry and impersonal, this book, um, Your Bible and You, is going to change your mind. In this book, you'll discover what the Bible says about your life, family, health, problems, and future. And uh, through this book, you can learn how you can have peace and happiness, explore the Bible's fascinating stories, and find new meaning for your life. And uh, this book will help you to feel God's life-changing power and relentless love. Um, this is a very friendly book that will show you how to read your Bible for maximum comprehension, um, enjoyment, and spiritual growth. We'll give you the code to claim this book after the break. Uh, but first, let's listen to this song, Peace I Live With You by Ron and Patif Valent. Oh, 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Peace, I Live With You by Ron and Party Violence. And uh, you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo. And um, Daniel is um, continuing with this series of uh, understanding the Bible. And today he's talking about why uh, you should understand, why should you understand the Bible or why should I understand the Bible? And um, in the previous section, um, Daniel said um, that you he gets a piece, um, some peace of mind, I can say, because uh, from the scripture passage in um, John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus says, "I leave peace um, unto you, not the kind of the kind that the world gives you, but um, you know the kind that I give you, which is uh, on a on another level of um, calmness and um, security that we all need in our lives." And uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim our free offer, which uh, will is the book Your Bible and You by Arthur Maxwell. And um, the code to claim that book is draw to text D-R-A-W number two, no space in between, zero, to 0488880891, and I uh, will be able to send that book to you. Uh, I believe we are in the final section of today's program. Um, how would you like to wrap up? Yeah, sure. No, yeah. Th- thank you, Tabitha. Yeah, lovely. Well, We've talked about how it's important to understand the Bible or a good reason to understand the Bible is because of just the pure influence that it's had on history and culture and society uh, over the course of human history, that that's important. Um, We've talked about how it's prophetically verified, um, that that, uh, that the prophecies within Scripture that predict the future have come true and that gives us good evidence that we can trust what it has to say about our lives today. We've talked about how it's archaeologically verified that there's lots of evidence in um, in archaeology to uh, to see that the narratives that took place or the stories that happened in Scripture uh, took place really as they're recorded. Uh, I've, I talked about, and as I said, it's a bit more of a subjective one, but I talked about how it's experientially beneficial. That you know, that this actually is is a life of peace to uh, to trust our our hearts and lives and and to have faith in a higher power. You know that this is a benefit. Uh, I talked about how the center of Scripture is is Jesus Christ. That you know the Scripture ultimately testifies to Him, and and that this is a wonderful reason to understand uh, more about the Bible, to understand this person who we literally divide time by. We celebrate his death every year at uh, at Easter and his birth every year at Christmas, and he has had such an amazing impact on the history of uh, of of the human race, perhaps more than any other uh, human being that's ever lived. So it's important to understand, I think, Scripture because of him. Uh, the last point I'd like to make is, uh, is, is just that we should seek to understand Scripture because the Scripture claims to be, it claims to be true spiritual life. And I'm, and I'm wondering if you might be able to read for me John chapter 6, verse 63. Tab- Tabitha, would that be okay? Yeah, that's, I can read that. Um, the Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yeah, so strange, you know, these words that Jesus would say, that, that something about the Spirit of God, something about the presence of a real, living uh, God that, that really seeks to know us, a personal God that seeks relationship, um, something about His Spirit is imbued into His words. And, uh, and that, that this power, uh, this life, uh, is communicated through the medium of these words uh, from God uh, into the hearts of human beings is, is a mystery that 
I think that we, we won't ever be able to fully comprehend. I think that in eternity we'll be studying uh, these things. But I do know uh, from experience that the, the, the Bible has an amazing way to speak into our situation. And no matter what we have going on, that we can come to God's word and, and find uh, that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to us in a new way, in a living way. And that, uh, that I've found over, over a lifetime of reading scripture uh, that his words start to form the rhythm of our lives that they start to inform uh, the decisions that we make and the, the, you know, the, our relationships uh, are filled with the spirit and purity because of uh, his words. Yeah, very, very important stuff. Mm. Yeah, very interesting for sure. Hmm. Yeah, so um, I, I guess that uh, just to, to round up a little bit with a, with, with a bit of a story, I, um, I was, when I was first studying the Bible, um, I got together with, uh, I guess, some friends, and we were making our way through uh, through a little bit of a journey through God's Word. And uh, and and a friend of mine that was coming along to Bible study, she was attending uh, attending university class, and she was, used to talk to another young lady as she was uh, as she was having a having a class there, um, doing an education degree. And uh, yeah, she started to talk about this uh, this young fellow, I suppose, that was coming along to to Bible study and. And church and learning more about God's word, and so so that young lady decided that she was going to um, go to this Bible study to to try and check this out and see if this this uh, this young man was um, any chop, let's say. And uh, anyhow, um, <laughs> as it turned out, uh, that that young lady, uh, we her and I ended up getting engaged uh, about three months after that. We were married about a year later, and then now we've been married for sixteen years. So, so oh. sometimes the you know here's another good reason why you should study the Bible, right? <laughs> or if you want to talk about my reasons, um, or you know uh, why uh, why we should understand Scripture is that sometimes it can lead to uh, to some positive things uh, mm. that aren't just spiritual, you know, mm. and um, meaningful relationships. <laughs> yeah, and and well, look, you know, I'm, I'm being humorous, obviously, but yeah. uh, but you know, it's really true that um, that so many meaningful and deep relationships, and the, the reason is that when we get joined together and we gather around uh, the scripture, the scripture is going to speak to our situation. And as we engage with the ideas uh, that are within it, you know, that our relationships are going to be solidified and formed over, over some, um, yeah, some depth there. And I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about connection you know, outside of, uh, yeah, yeah, other situations that we might encounter people. Yeah. Mm, and more importantly, um, does that relation, relationship you have and maintain with God, um, because uh, one of the main or one of the ways that you can maintain your relationship with God is by studying the scripture because the scripture is basically God talking to you. So that is God communicating to you. Like when you're studying the scripture, you ask yourself, what does God want me to know from this? Or what is God expecting me, expecting of me? And um, yeah, through reading the scripture, you get to know God more and uh, actually maintain that relationship and uh, it's important um, in our lives. Absolutely. And if I might be able to issue just a, a little bit of a challenge, you know, to uh, to our listeners today is is just to give it a go with an open heart. You know, sometimes I guess people come to things with, with closed hearts or or um, you know bad attitudes, but if we if we come to God and come to His Word with an open heart, we'll be surprised what He'll do. Um, once there was a little girl who um, sorry, uh, no, no, no. let me restart that story. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a little boy that uh, that got a Christmas present, and uh, you know he opened it up. He was very excited, and he opened it up, and it was this empty wooden box. Mm-hmm. And he uh, turned it over, and he looked inside, and he opened it up, and he was thinking, "Man, what 
what is this? It's just a stupid wooden box. And he said, I don't want this. And he sort of cast it aside. Mm. And his uh, his little sister came up and said, oh, is it okay? Can I please have it? And he's like, I don't care. You take it if you want it. It's just a stupid wooden box. You know, it doesn't mean anything. Mm. And uh, and so she went away and, uh, and you know, she was having this wonderful time. She she glued little feathers and, and lovely little rocks around the outside and wrote things on it. And she put all of her little treasures inside, all of her little items and keepsakes and everything. And she walked around and she treasured it. She was having such a wonderful time with this box and uh, and uh, he said to her, hey, how come you're enjoying that you know, so much and it's just a stupid wooden box and, and she said, well, you know what? You get out of it what you put into it and you know, the uh, and mm. uh, and that's true of the scripture as well. You get out of it what you put into it. If you have it, come to it with an open heart, you're going to find you'll, you'll reap positive benefits. Mm. Yeah, open heart. <laughs> open heart, yeah. It's uh, very important to approach things with an open heart. Um, thank you for that powerful sharing, uh, Daniel. Um, I hope all our listeners have been blessed with your sharing. And what do you have for us next week? Yeah, well, um, continuing on our little journey of, uh, I guess, uh, drawing from the well, I'd, I'd like for us to just have a chat about when we ought to engage with the Scripture. You know, when in our lives is a good time for us to encounter uh, what I understand as being the Word of God. So that's what we're talking about next time. Yeah, looking forward to that. Mm. And I think at some point I said... Um, you, I said your series is called Understanding the Bible or something. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, Daniel's series is titled Drawing from the Well. And um, yeah, he's just talking about Bible study, basically. Um, and um, yeah, so join Daniel and I next week to learn more about what he has to share. And tomorrow we have Jason Cook and I. Um, so Jason will be our presenter. <laughs> He'll be changing roles, um, yeah, taking over the presenter role, and I'll maintain the host role. <laughs> I don't think I'm quite ready to be a presenter. Anyway, um, Jason will be sharing about um, the Big C Part 1. So join Jason and I next week to, I'm sorry, tomorrow to learn more about what he has to share. And um, to get a book offer for today, um, text the code draw to no space in between draw to to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and we'll be able to send this book called your bible and you by arthur s maxwell um to you as soon as we can um and we're going out with this song trust and obey by sierra sierra hall um enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are But to trust in